got it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. Hello, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Jeff and Casey Show, which I think at this point we have established, I mean, the consensus, let's say, among the general public, is that this is one of the finest podcasts that is currently airing, or perhaps that has ever aired. I see. Yeah. Well, we are we were worldwide famous from this podcast. Absolutely. Certainly. Yes. So. Well, when I walk down the street, I, know, I don't know about you, Jeff, but when I walk I down the street, stopped. they're like, "Hey, you're the guy on that podcast." Now, granted, since it's only was video for season three, <laughs> they, it's only once I start talking and talking they, very loudly, like that, like then, I then do, they pick it up on, on the podcast, you're those guys. They realize that it's me, and they're like, right. "You're well, the guy who was yelling about that thing right. the other day." And I'm like, and then they say, yes, "I don't want I an was. autograph. I'm going to press the graph. sound recorder." That's right. And then do that. Yeah. Well, it's like you well, know, it's I like Carl Castle's voice on your answer machine. They want me yeah. to scream at their inbound caller. It's true. Well, so you can tell that we're. Quality podcasters because we drink Thai iced teas, which is full of milk, so it's good. It's it's, it's actually terrible it's for, yes. for a show for a, for a voice show, but we do it anyway because yeah. we do do these rituals. No, it's lubricating. It lubricates the uh, okay. Show. You find it you, lubrication. Obviously, at some point, the mucus yes. overwhelms the system, and that's bad. But at yeah. that, you, you want the magic hour. You want the magic mucus time, oh, okay, where it's I like see. things are lubricated. In a couple hours, it's going to be really bad. Right, but, but right we, now but we'll be done. We won't be podcasting. Spot. We're in the sweet spot, or right. we're, we're we're not actually. We just started drinking these Thai iced teas, so wait, 45 minutes into this podcast, you are in for a treat, listeners. You are in for a treat, Mm -hmm. because the milky sounds of the Jeff and Casey show are going to to reach their their crescendo, their their peak. Their milky peak. Their milky milky peak. peak. (laughs) The milky peak of the Jeff and Casey show, ladies and gentlemen. Not yet achieved, but Milky Peak is a good... uh, Band name? No, name for this show, because... (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to talk about a milky peak of mine. What? Uh, whoa. Okay. That yeah. that just went somewhere that I did yeah, not so, want it to go. I think. Well, you I'm know not about sure yet, you but. know about this, but we can talk about this because I think this is an interesting topic. Which okay. is, um, can I say one thing first? Yes. So when we came over here to start doing the podcast, we're yes. doing this in your like mm-hmm. kitchen dining room area, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call that. I picked up a piece of lettuce off the floor. Yes. Right? And I pretended I to what, eat it, and oh you freaked God. out. Yeah, right? well, I thought you ate it. You kind yeah. of palmed it. Yeah, I And, I, and, I, you, it was, and you, you kind yeah. of put it in and palmed it. Right. And I was like, ah, yeah. I like, for a minute there, my I completely shut down. Yes. So I wanted to take that opportunity to say something that I've been meaning to say on the podcast for yes. a while, which is that I realized, I, you know how there's a term germaphobe? I think it was like pop popularized sure, by like Seinfeld uh-huh. episode or something where yeah, yeah. I, I don't really know, but it's like someone who's really afraid of germs, perhaps more so than they should be. Okay. And I think we even talked about this perhaps on the Jeff and Casey show with reference to the old rad bathroom where someone was leaving. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they were like, they were leaving paper towels near the door. Well, at, we just found the pa- pile of paper. We towels, assumed they and must then have you been, figured out yeah, one right. day, like, yeah, we have a germaphobe because yes. he's using a paper towel to open the door, the door and then just opens and drops. drops it. So he doesn't have to touch the handle. Yeah, right. exactly. So one thing that I was realizing about myself recently, and it's so <clears throat> I think part of the process of becoming an adult. Okay. Right? There's all these things associated with that, none of which actually happen, like becoming more mature, mature and all that shit. Like <laughs> I don't see people doing any of those things, like including myself. So, I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of selling you a bill of goods about what becoming an adult means because all the shit they tell you that becoming an adult means, no adults have done this people, right? <laughs> They're not being more rational, they're not being less selfish. 
just go look at your average politician and tell me that there's something about coming to it's, it's not true, right? But one thing that I think has been true, at least for me, about the process of becoming an adult has been realizing the number of things that I assumed were normal that everyone did, but that actually are things that only I do. Okay. Or that, or that only a small subset of people do that. That's okay. actually stuff that That's just an interesting you definition. are thinking about okay. this in a way that other people aren't necessarily thinking about it, and then learning about how they think about it, right? Okay. And so one of the things that I was wondering about, so I thought I'd talk about it on the podcast, was I keep track of where I believe all bacterias and germs and stuff to be. Okay. So for example, let's say that you were to take some chicken out of the refrigerator. All right. In my mind, there is a mental map from that point forward of all possible ways in which chicken contaminants could have spread to other surfaces okay, yeah, that I are do, in the room. I do right? a bit of that. When, yes. I'm, when I'm unwrapping meat, I'm like, yeah. what have I touched this with? Like, exactly. If I turn this... Like if I turn a steak right. over with a fork, yes. I don't eat with that fork. Right, that's exactly. Like pre- it's been it's been yeah. thing. But then I I I always track this. So for example, one thing I might do is if there's boiling water, I'll just dip the fork into the boiling water for a few seconds to oh. sterilize it and take it out. All right. So it's like it's not like a germ a phobia per se. It's related. It's yeah. it is a fear. It is a a mental process that's trying to avoid germs, but it's like some kind of weird game I play where yeah. I try to keep germ track. Awareness. I'm, it's germ awareness. Yeah, yes. germ awareness. So I was wondering how many other people do this and to what degree they do this. Like every time I blow my nose, now there's like just a whole new germ map. It's like everything mm-hmm. is germy and I got to wash my hands or do whatever. But I do the thing when I'm walking down the street and somebody coughs, I instinctively hold my hold your breath. breath. Yeah, because it's in the I, air And then now, depending on... It. The person, yes. their socioeconomic right. status, okay. like how beat down they are. How like, bad is this germ? How bad is this germ? Yeah. I might hold my breath for like 20 paces <laughs> till I get to the end and like, <gasps> yeah. yeah. Which so, is getting harder in my neighborhood because it's just oh, a full mental map. Your, yeah. Yours is that. Okay, so the thing I was going to say is this then leads to stage two of this mental process, which is germ optimization. Okay. And what that is, is let's say you have put yourself for some reason into a situation where you know that your hands may have germs on them. All right. I will then try to chain the maximum number of other things that will get germs on my hands operations together to keep the number of hand washes that I'll have to do lower okay i don't do that does i that make I, sense? I don't like my germs to mix i i to- i just want to go i i i fully load oh, the I germ see. and then wash so that i can do different things like that that is how i roll now maybe that's dumb but that's how i do it yeah no germ optimization for you no, well no not more okay. normally i like i complete a germy task and then i re uh, okay. Clean, and then I okay. reestablish my my okay. my sterile zone. Okay. And then I start a new task. Okay. I don't like those guys to mix. Okay. I don't know what'll happen. All right. So anyway, I just wanted yeah. to put that out there. Well, that's good. Because, yeah. You can write in. Let me know on Twitter what your uh, systems are at Cmuratory, mm-hmm. or you can write to podcast at jeffandcaseyshow.com. Tell me how you think about germs and whether you do germ awareness, germ optimization, germ phobia. What's your germ status so I can get a little bit better feel? Right. Get, okay. a, get, get, get a map now, out there. On to your Milky Peaks. Well, so the Milky Peak actually has to do with optimization. Um, okay. Okay. So uh, as you know, I've been 
getting married soon. Mm -hmm. And as part of one of the things in the show is I'm making a video game, a small little pixel right. art game. Yes. Um, that. And by show, you mean wedding. The people at, out at home, the listeners, do not know that the wedding is a show. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird little show, yeah. like whatever. Right. Um, little performance thing because, like, most of Don's friends are performers. So yes. they were, yeah. Right. Anyway, so, but part of this is, like, there's going to be a little video game in the middle that we play. Yeah. And uh, it is a game that a hundred people will watch being played. They don't play. They The point is, is Don and I play and they right. yell instructions at us. Right. So it is completely, it is a hundred people see it. They see it for three or four minutes. Yes. And then they will, it will never be used again. Well, you could post it. Yeah, I could post it. I could do something. But, but the idea, yeah. the, the, the important part about this in terms of the optimization part that I'm going to go into is the fact that, A, it's taken about 12 right. days, which means it's cost a fucking fortune in yeah, terms oh, of... Oh, yeah. I didn't want to know. Yeah, like, yeah. aside from that, set, yeah. set that aside. I would say 12 days is optimistic, but whatever. Yeah, well, I would say 12 full days of working. Mm -hmm. That's spread out over about mm -hmm. three and a half weeks. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's still a lot of time. Yes. And, and it is the thing of, like, you do, when you do one of these games, you're just like, especially if you have a, don't have a game that right. you can just adapt really right. quickly, like... Hey, the first week is yeah. just getting shit. Well, you also right. you did not download like Game Maker no, Studio right. or un, or uh, Unity or something, right? I just went ahead and write it. Yeah. Like, yeah, this I find that those kind of things for me personally are too aggravating. And are, the yeah. aggravation is high yeah. enough that the win I got from saving yeah. time, and this feeds into what I'm going to talk about, yeah. and that is also feeds into this part of becoming an adult, okay. of understanding yourself in a way, uh, right. Uh, understanding the ways that you are and the ways that you get done within there is important, especially as a programmer. If right. you're like, hey, you have these particular things that distract you, or if you have these particular things that when you do, you're more effective. Right. Once you get to the point where you can identify those and use those, like, hey, writing something in a particular language like C is a very low level. Um, might be slow, might be a slow thing to do, right? But it's more psychologically comforting to me, right? Which makes it a more effective thing for right. me, even if there was a high-level right. language out there that was like instantiate yes. game. Because if you had a language that would be eight times faster to program in, but you will only program it for one hour before raging out yeah. for the rest of the day and storming out of your office, and worse. Whereas if you go program C, you'll spend eight hours on it. Yeah. Those were neutral, and one made you feel better. Yeah, so yeah, and, like, and, 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 and like it, it was a longer time maybe, but it also doesn't bleed into other things. Like I'm not going to get so enraged that I'll stop right, and then go get mad at an employee or something. Right, right, like right. It, is, yeah. uh, it is a satisfying yes. uh, annoyance yeah. about it. It's the right level for me personally. Yeah. So uh, anyway, there is very few people that will see this. No one will care about what it was written in, well, I think how it works. I think the most important part here, if I, if I can anticipate what we're going to talk about, more importantly, no one will ever download or store yeah. this game, more importantly. Yes. I, I would say is, is I, I yes. suspect I know where we're going with this discussion. Yeah. And I feel like well, okay, the important thing here is this it. is not going to be distributed on the internet right. over, say, a 2400 baud modem, right. let's say. Well, that, there's, there's parts of that in there, too. But, I mean, there's other things like, okay, so, hey, I'm writing this thing. I'm using STB image to load PNGs. Yeah. Uh, 
it loads in a byte order that Windows doesn't use. Right. uses the other byte order. Yeah. And so, like, you know, the normal thing to do there would just be run it, write, like, the four-line loop that just byte reverses yeah. the thing. But that, for me, is a really hard thing to do psychologically. It affects me in, in, okay. in a time. So, okay. like, writing that and then right. knowing that's happening bothers okay. me. okay. So the, the start of my story is okay. the fact of like, all right, then I went into STB image. Okay. Now, I should point out, for example, yeah. that I do have some code that uses STB image. Mm -hmm. And I wanted the image upside down. I wanted it flipped. Okay, yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I wrote the four-line loop that flips the image. Yeah, so I can't we do it. know which kinds of programmers we are, because yeah. I was like, I could not care less about this, because eventually when I'm loading these things out of resources, I will have pre-processed it. So I'm like, I'm not going to spend any time on that yeah. four-line loop. You, on the other hand, were like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 you don't. Yeah. Well, this so, shit's got to be handled. So the first the part, end. the first thing I changed in STB image yeah. was oh, exposing. Okay. Wait, the first? Yeah, there's a whole set. Okay. The, the stages are, right. first off, I went in and made, uh, instead of using it as a C file, I included it as an ink file so that I can call into the but local. But that's how it's kind of made to work that way, isn't it? No, it's, STB image is a C file. It's not an included H like some of Sean's other stuff. Really? Yeah. So um, change it to an ink file. And so I could call some of the things that were static in there because I didn't want to call the main STB image because it does a switch on the type of file and then that drags in the jpeg and decoder the whoa, tiff whoa, whoa, all whoa, those whoa, whoa, right. whoa, whoa, wait wait i'm gonna give you the stages I, 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 so step I, one i'm speechless here okay so stb image yes the code the code size for stb image yes was concerning you oh yeah now this is a small piece of code yeah, there yeah. is not much in stb image that's a pretty big piece but you of code. were like yeah i am nervous about the bloat the execution. i'm not worried bloat. about the bloat i know i'm not ever going to have a uh pd uh uh, 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 uh photoshop file okay in my thing all so right, I'm, okay. I, I want that code in there all right all right so anyway okay so i call in there so i can call stb png so i just call the decoder Call the decoder, okay. and it's become. And then I start. I'm like, okay, it's byte reversed. All right. Okay. So then I add a thing where you can specify the byte order. You okay. can specify the byte order things come out. Okay. Which is a small change to the PNG code because and PNG P already starts out as planar. That's what and I was going to ask. So, so basically, you can do this essentially for free because PNG was already planar. So right. it wasn't like it's going to just basically do the same fucking four line loop. Right. It's exactly. Like, okay. Because I was concerned. I was wondering whether you were talking about literally just a cash win or whether it was actually a op win. But it sounds like it's an op win actually because yeah. you can just do it for free. Right. So that was the first step. The second step was realizing that he goes into an output buffer and then he passes you the output buffer back. Okay. Right. Yes. But I have a buffer that it's okay. already sitting there that All I need right. it to go into. Okay. So then I made a one that uses my output buffer. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Because you decided to use the graphics powerhouse that is GDI for your graphics output. Right. So you are basically shoving this into a dib section or something. Yeah, but I mean, it would be the same thing if I was using D3D, like, you know, you'd lock and well, put it in there. No, so one of the interesting things now, I mean, if you were using D3D, perhaps, but like with OpenGL now, 
Well, the, the jail, you just subtext image and yeah, yeah and send it, it yeah. wants it that way because you don't want to do driver sync points, and since yeah. memory's so cheap that you, so so SDB is actually totally fine for that, mm -hmm. except for the fact that you have to find a way to get it to use your allocator or whatever. Right, right, right. right. Other than that, right. And that was another. You part. can pound define malloc to be it if you did as an ink file, which was how I started down this path. Was yes. first off having it I, use I also use as an ink file. Yeah. I didn't realize I didn't think there was anything I had to do to do that. Yeah. That just worked, but. Uh, you don't have to do anything really. Okay. I mean, it is just a C file, and using yeah. it as an ink just means it's in there. Yeah. You have to make some things. Uh, if you want to tie into a lower level, you got to make okay. some things unstatic and whatever. Okay. Um, so then I did the byte order. Then I did the buffer, and then I was like, "Well, he's allocating a buffer for the internal planes as well." Right. But. I could do that where you don't need to have both allocated. So that went in there. So it used Wait, what? So <laughs> are you reusing this? You're using the same buffer with <laughs> one extra scan line offset. So it like <laughs> goes shoop, and puts it upwards from there. This is so bink. You're binking. You binked STB. But no, image. this is part of. Yes. Sean and I were talking about this today because he's making me shit about this. I'm not giving you shit. I'm no, laughing. no. I'm just, no, I mean, it's fine to give somebody shit. I'm like, I understand this about myself. Like, getting a game and the cute... Like, it looks gorgeous. Like, the Pixel Jam guys did some wonderful art. Yes, it looks did. beautiful, and, like, it's it's cute and everything. I get zero satisfaction out of that part of video games. Mm. Like, making a video game and then the I game see. being done... Okay. I don't... It, there's just nothing about it to me that feels satisfying like, in and of eh. itself. It's like... So, it's how right, right it is. Yes. Like, how... No, so I was not giving you shit. I was just laughing at the no, fact no, that you did that. No, no, I mean, it's, it's shit-worthy. No, no, no. I actually don't think it's shit-worthy. So in my dream world, right, like in the world where somehow everything just goes exactly the way that I want it to, that is how all software would work. Meaning, oh, I see. all software would actually, we would have essentially... So we'd be back in like 19, maybe we'd be in 2001 level software, but it would all be super... No, like, in my world, we solved the, like, we had a much more concerted effort on the compiler front, and, like, basically what code gen was, was shit that does what you just said to code. So, like, code was described at a slightly higher level, and then there were these, like, super hardcore oh, solver algorithms that ran, like, overnight or whatever the fuck, and they figured out all this shit, like, even more than you can do. Like, they, they just do crazy shit where if you look at it, you would literally have no idea what's going on, but it's like, it reused this byte, and then the carry flag mm. was set, so it did, right? Like, it just, it did everything you could possibly ever have done. Like, that is how I wish things were worked. But really, the way they work now is that none of that happens unless someone like you takes the time to go and do some, whatever amount of time they have on some section One that they can make, yeah. do that, you know, make it up to that level, right? Uh, but we're never, there aren't enough U's going around to have software generally execute or, at that level. Or, so. or it is just, Again, it's since it's psychological, there's enough people out there who get satisfaction out of like, hey, I shipped something. And that's less not, satisfying. Okay, that, so, that, is, that is nice to me to ship, but it is nicer to me that it's just right. But like, I see, like, not, I, not, not, yeah. not right, but not, I'm, I'm not saying right in like a correctness, but in like a, for me, it just feels right. Like, I it's see like, it more holistically than that. Like I don't, because I don't care that much psychologically about it in any kind of abstract sense. I see it as more like, you no, know, like literally everything we do costs carbon. 
Like, every extra cycle you spend <laughs> to do something is actually power that isn't going to be spent doing something else. And we get up to renewable, fully renewable energy. This may not be true anymore, right? But all of these things have a cost. And not only do they have a cost there, just in terms of the power that's used to actually do these things, but they have a cost in another way, which is that if we had super powerful, uh, much more optimized software, it could have meant, and of course we probably wouldn't do this because we're asses, but like we could have slowed the pace of hardware updating. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, in other words, the fact that people were refreshing their CPUs so often and they refreshed their phones so often takes a tremendous toll on the environment in terms of, oh, I see. of garbage, in terms of the uh, byproducts of the manufacturing processes, in terms of the excavation of the materials used to build them. Like, there's a whole cost to inefficiency. It's not just optimization for optimization's sake or optimization because we wanted this game to run faster. Right. The whole, the culture of inept software development actually has a pretty huge cost yeah. in, in real terms. Well, and I mean, granted, it's true that probably as a race, we would have just done more and not, not use the energy. But it's still, yeah. in my mind, meant we could, have, we could have done more at the time. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, like Sean's, like, like S2B image is quite fast for what it does. It's not like it's unoptimized code. It's the things that I was working right, on right. there were based on the fact that I had very specific use case and makes yeah, it yeah. makes it I mean, there are some things that I think that even he would probably change in the STB API that would allow some of these things of why the buffers right, right. work and stuff sure. would be generic enough that that mm. uh uh you know it some of these things wouldn't be necessary. But those are also things that he you know, there's a zillion people that use STB image now, and so there's a lock in there that's just that he has that I don't. So I'm not trying to say like I, I did this better than Sean or anything at all, because I wouldn't have had the patience to write it in the first place. Oh yeah. The point is this. Well, there's no better. I, it thing code rarely is about better because it's it's like the more passes that you have of good programmers on something, the better it will get. So yeah, that's like, Sean does X amount of work. And then you come along and do Y amount of work, and now it is an X plus Y quality thing, hopefully. Unless yeah. the people are working at cross-purposes, yeah. in which case you get a mess. But assuming that people I are actually I would definitely, yeah, I don't know, you know. I don't know uh, whether that applies in the specific case, but in general, I totally believe that's true. Because yeah. when we would pass things around at RAD working on an optimization problem, when yeah. Abrash was there, for example, we'd like, Abrash would work on it, Sartre would work on it, I'd work on it, and it'd pass around. It would always get faster. I don't know if there, and I think we even joked about this on a podcast in the first or second okay. season of like this point of, I don't know when it stops getting better when somebody finally goes, okay, enough. Uh, or they're just like, no, this can't, this is just okay. what it is. All but, right. um, yeah. in any case, that was not the, that was just one, one thing I did with STB just for loading. It, it didn't, and, and, and whatever. That was like, whatever. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about what I was working on just these last couple days because this is an example of me being insane and okay. of actually having a odd actual payoff. And now you said at the beginning of the podcast this was a milky peak. This is a. This I'm is, interested to know how you make this a milky peak. Well, milky peak means. means like this oh, afternoon I had I had my little orgasmic. Thing where I figured out what was happening, I was oh, like, "Oh, okay, so my what, milky optimization." Okay, so what, what you meant more, if I may, yeah. slightly modifies the phrase to make it 
perhaps more accurate, although you haven't said what it is yet. But it sounds like what you're describing is not a milky peak. It is a milky climax, okay, if you will. Okay, milky, yeah. Right? Yeah. It is, well, a peaking. Yeah, That's what yeah, I, I saw right, the word yeah, peak. Okay, okay. All right, so, um, <laughs> so anyone that works on games that are small pixel arty games or just small games with limited graphics, the first thing, the thing that you quickly realize <clears> is <throat> the sound dominates the size of your thing. Right, right. It, it just ends up being the thing. Because normally the visual data has a much bigger payload. Yeah. But if you have pixel graphics, they compress yes. so dramatically. Well, and also interestingly, um, if you have like so a yeah. little movie and you're drawing, moving the characters with code and animation that are hitting triggers and stuff, yeah. you might have a movie that's like 40 seconds long right. that the code plus the data combined is like a K. Yeah. But audio, even very compressed audio, is going to be a megabyte for those 30 seconds or whatever it is. Anyway, so... Um, unless, like you said, I mean, we've talked about this before, unless you go the same route with your sound. If yes. your sound oh. is chiptunes, then it's super yeah, tiny. Yeah, well, it was it's just, just using FM synth and... Uh, and I like, would love know. that. That so. is that internal frustration okay. that... Uh, you know you could have done I that. I know that there's okay. still a possibility there. I'm just All not right. a musician, so I can't take the songs that I want to okay. use and and do that to myself. If I, I was if I would this right. would have been MIDI already. Okay. If I could if I knew how to do that that would so have been So you bad. had one climax but you're yeah. now you're kind of spent you can't figure out how to get yourself up to a second Well no milky that's like the tantric milky, that's the tantric yeah, okay. milky climax okay. that I, I see that's out there okay. tantalizing right. but I'm like I can't okay. I can't get there. All right. But anyway, this peak... It's an S&M... That's an S&M peak, a sound and music I see, peak yes. that you can't hit without... You, someone would have to come and help you with your S&M. Right. Okay. So anyway, I had uh, all my graphics uh, were in built in the executable. Uh, it did built with the executable. I built with Rad Lib C, which is our tiny Lib C. Okay. And so I had this nice perfect... Are you building with the default library turned off? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So I've got... Like, I've got I'm down to very minimal. How hard is that to do these days, by the way? The last thing I shipped with no standard library was like the granny suite of things. Radlibc over the years, um, it, it runs great with 2008. For 2012, yeah. it, there's more complicated stuff going on, Fuck. and I haven't done that yet. Okay. And I have not done the 64-bit version of Radlibc, which is yeah. harder because you have to do some – there's more work there to okay. set up some. And is a lot of that – so how much of that – I don't know if you've looked at it yet, so I may be asking questions that you can't answer, but – so how much of that is actually a 64-bit platform issue where, like, Windows is foisting this upon you? And how much of that is MSVC's compiler sucking balls, and so you have to deal with all kinds of special stuff that it expects you to have set up? It's the C compiler side of okay, it. Okay, so if you, if you compile with LLVM your own code or something and didn't have it try to require anything, like, if you, would, if you could produce your own binary stuff, this would not be an issue. It's strictly Correct. because MSVC right. is sucking balls again. There's there's MSVC. There's a little bit of security stuff in that you now have to have the uh, uh, special code page like region stuff for security things. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a pain in the butt. What does this entail? Well, for some stuff that we did with Masm. <clears throat> okay. Building with this switch means that we needed to put um, little mark. I'm going by three year old memory, okay. but there oh, were markers okay. inside the assembly. That you did a marker and a marker, and then you did a, a segment with a special name, and then you listed those two segment sizes, so that if an exception happened inside there, All right. it doesn't just pull the plug on your app. 
Because you want, like, in one of our assembly routines, if it crashes, it goes to, it triggers the normal crash debugging that happens when an app crashes. Okay. So that it unwinds the stack and gives yeah. you a thing. If you don't have that in there, 64-bit thinks something terrible or it thinks nasty, a virus is doing some or something, or and something. then it just part of the security system just, just pulls shuts the plug. Down. So we had to put and so these th just to be clear. That's so that's more for debugging. If the code is working properly and doesn't crash, you're okay. Mm -hmm. But it's only if you're like well, during development and it's crashing a bunch of times, you definitely you also, wouldn't even know where you'd be like. There's the one other place that's a little tricky in if you do structured ex uh, exception handling. Right. Not not C++ exception, right, but, but try, you know, the norm, the lower level one. Right, Windows structure exception. Yes, that one you also have to do some weird marker stuff. Right, right, yeah. Um, because you, and in fact, we don't use underscore underscore try. We made our own because using the underscore underscore try pulls in a lot of weird stuff I'm from sure the C runtime. Yeah. So I was like, no, we'll just make one that does it with the set exception handle hook Thing and right. Yes, because you can. Stuff. You could walk your own. You could look for your own marker. Or whatever yeah, and then re pop you back to where you were. Okay. Getting that working in sixty-four bits a lot harder, and so I haven't bothered with okay. that. Okay. So anyway, um, so now I'm down to like this lovely. It's yeah. like a hundred and forty-eight k. Okay. Um, and it's solely the code. All right. And even of that, like the code itself is if I compile, if I make my PNG compiler. Which are just my PNG compiler does the pre-multiply, um, some cleanup, and then it also feeds it, uh, turns it into ink files so that it's included as part of the the executable, right? Okay. Does that make sense? It does. So yeah, so all my PNGs are just built, built right into there, okay. and they're ninety percent of it. Like okay. so, I mean, the thing normally is twenty. So one hundred forty-eight k is code plus graphics. Yes, everything's in there. Just nice no and sound. Clean. No sound. I add sound. Yes. Just uncompressed sound. Okay. Um, these are WAV files. These are these are just uncompressed wave files, and all right. and all of them are chip tunes and just real low sound effects. All right. So you can slide the sample rate way the fuck down just to begin as a pre-compression. Just okay. like, all right, my stuff is almost all four kilohertz. Sometimes eight. Like Whoa. sometimes two. Whoa. Like I just like listen to them and go, okay, that's fine. Wow. But I mean, it's all like, like right. it's the kind of thing. It actually, there is two of the chip tunes that going from eight kilohertz to four makes it sound more Better. in tune in or my something. like okay. at eight. It's not, anyway. So I, I well, you know, one of the things with chip tunes obviously is the style is intentionally yeah. going for this nostalgia Pac-Man game, you know, feel or whatever. And so at some level. You need a certain degree of low fidelity. Like right. you are trying to evoke low fidelity, and perhaps having a low sample rate makes your ear feel more nostalgic in right. that way because you hear those weird like that weird sound that you just get from that, that in incomplete uh, sampling reconstruction. And and actually, even at uh, that rate with no compression, that same bit rate of being very low. Yeah, MP3. Uh, I try, tried out with because we have an MP3 decoder. Right. I didn't want to bring drag in all of AUG. MP3 you can't even set to. No, yeah, yeah, get cranking four, it way down there. Exist, it's right? and it sounds terrible. AUG also sounded weird, yeah. and I was like, I'm not going to link in AUG. You could probably yeah. use the new Celtic or Celt or whatever they call the their new stuff. I don't know anything about that. Stuff. Yeah, their new one's actually supposed to be very good. But okay. the point is, is that uh, for the style of oil I wanted to do. Um, uh, sorry, there's this huge cargo ship right out the window here that is distracting me. Look how the ferry had to go all the way around them 
to yeah. avoid that cargo ship so enormous. It's big, but I mean, was it full re- of flat screen TVs unusual. for America? Right. Ignore that. It's Continue so with, close. Nobody cares. They can't see that. They're listening to I'm the s- podcast. And okay, now you're talking very... about things they can't see. All right. Anyway, so uh, I start adding sound, and even with this, and and using that kind of uh, format is better than the highly compressed ones. And and I was like, all right, this is fine. Yeah. Uh, I add like three songs, and I'm at. Uh, now my executables 1.2 megabytes. All right, just poof. Okay, right. this is very unprofessional. It's probably the you, cargo ship captain. Are you telling me that you didn't even turn off your fucking cell phone? No, I didn't. That is where we're at. Where are you going? I'm throwing it on the bed so it rings again. This is one of the worst podcasts no. we've ever done. All right. How did you manage to go from having a podcast where I specifically said at the opening of the podcast that this was probably one of the finest podcasts on record Look, the this Jeff is, and Casey show no this is like and a slice of life you this have, is life right in the middle of life. the podcast hold on a second at the 32 minute mark mm-hmm. not only do you start talking about something outside the window that the people can't even see but then your cell phone goes off but we're off. not on the milky peak yet let's because this we got terrible. another we got another 15 minutes before the milk kicks in i can't believe I, this is happening this is so ridiculous. anyway i'm up to a megabyte okay and i'm like ah fuck this is going to be huge by the time i add all the sound and music okay how much sound and music did you have to add uh there were three more levels and then the sound effects so something like four megabytes four or five megabytes, or five megabytes? Yeah. all right is what i was figuring maybe right. more and you're staring this down and going how will we well, ever was this one it was already one five megabytes yeah, exactly. of data onto it do you know how many floppy this disks is, that will take this that is, is four floppy. three and a quarters this is why. This is why. This. I'm sorry. Is, three and a halfs. Right. It's been so long. I forget. Five and a quarters. It would be way more than that. How much was on a five and a quarter? Three and a half. One point two. Three and a half. So you could do one point four. And then, and then the five and a quarters were one point two. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I thought they were. Was. I thought they were, didn't hold much. They were because, originally three sixty. Okay. And they then went, they, they beefed them up. Then they kept oh, okay, beefing okay, them up. Okay. All right. Uh, it actually would be interesting if you made floppy disks now with how good our material oh, right, science right. is. How much can like, you fit Oh, on? yeah, yeah, on that 1.4 right, right. with we could do this. And, you know, I mean, well, you flash drives, 32 gigabytes in a, in a well, thumbnail. Well, material science-wise, I assume, I mean, a floppy... But it would be like, uh, it'd be many terabytes if that was I'm assuming, flash density. Am I wrong? Well, ignoring, but it's not flash technology. So what I'm thinking is... It's basically a hard disk platter, right? Is mm-hmm. what a floppy disk is, right? I mean, they're, they're, it's just a, a disk of magnetic media. Yeah. So I assume that a floppy disk would hold similar to a hard disk of that size, which is actually huge for a hard disk, right? Yeah. I mean, hard disks aren't normally that big. I, but of course, hard disks are stacked. Yeah. So if it was thin, they also spin faster. I guess thin, the spin is just speed. for the speed. That's not the density, yeah. though, I don't think. Anyway, but anyway, all right. On. So I was looking at that and going, all right. Well, I can't use the higher comp- uh, the MP3 or AUG. They sound shitty. What I can do is ADPCM compress that, even at two right. kilohertz. Okay, it's going to give me four to one. Okay, and so I do that. All right. and I'm like, oh, and great. So now what is expected to be a five megabyte footprint has shrunk to like a one point something megabyte footprint potentially. It, but what I'm guessing, something like right. this. So, but I get it. ADPCM is working all, right. all this. Um, and, 
uh, I continue working on the game over the next two weeks, and that was we- you know two right. weeks ago. Just doing levels and mm-hmm. just doing every getting it all done, and yeah. I wrapped it. Mo- I wrapped it all up last night. All right. So I have it, and I go, you know what? Let me just take a look at the executable. I'm like three point two, and I'm like, eh, well, all right. there it is. It's a bit, it's a bit puffy. Yeah, and then so I was like, that's not fitting on a flat. Uh, and then I was like, well, wait, let all me. Right. What can I? If I seven zip this, okay. And I seven zip it, and it goes. Uh, and it goes all the way down to 800k, uh-huh. and I'm like, "Fuck!" And I'm like, "Pissed!" I'm like, "Oh my god!" So yeah. then I'm like, "All right, let me run something not as sophisticated because Seven Zip has a lot of media filters in it." Oh, it does. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, oh, "Let me try something." So I like, I just rad my rad LZ thing, which yeah. does no preconditioning. Just run it, and it's like, you know, 785k, and I'm oh. like. Oh, fuck me. And so then I'm like, the sound must be more compressible than I thought. Well, why can't you just zip your sounds then? Well, wait, let me, that's what I do. Okay, oh, but wait, right. let me okay. finish all the right. story. Okay, okay. So then I'm like, all right, well, okay, let me look, it must just be more compressible. So I look through, just hex edit the ex- executable, and I'm paging up and down, and there's these long runs of zeros. I'm like, fuck, all right, well, there's just places where there's silence and whatever. Right. And probably the sounds aren't clipped at the end of every song as exactly tightly as they right. could. Okay. All right, so I make the sound uh, baker, the thing that compresses, right. that turns them into ink <laughs> files too, because they're included of just course. like everything. Oh, sure. So um, that I make clamp off the end, right. and like that gets me to three point from three point two to three point. Yeah, that's not going to be much. You know, long runs three point oh. I'm like, that all right, that's just they fuck. don't take up that much. Sa- and and it only at the end of the files. Yeah, that's not good. So I'm like, oh, that's fucking. I weird. mean, you should do it, but it's. And not then I'm like, all right, well, it just must be these sounds are just. I have lots of intermediate little quiet spots and are very repetitive, so they LZ yeah. well. So I'm like, all right. So I asked Sean. I'm like, Sean, I notice in the STB <laughs> in the PNG thing. PNG is actually a pretty simple format. Yeah. It's just delta from the yeah. previous thing. But it's and got a zip, zip on the end. But it has yeah. zip on the end. Yeah. So I'm like, can I call it? And he's like, yes, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Give me all this ne- normal shit that yeah. he's giving me. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. I'm like, because I like it. Yeah. Um, now, I'm surprised at this point, mm-hmm. very surprised, that you didn't sit down and write a dictionary compressor. That would have been my I, first guess. My first well, I had what one. I would have thought would that you would have gone, this would be the perfect opportunity so, to implement a SIMD RANS encoder. So here's the thing. Right? That is what I thought. I you have would do. Rad LZ. Okay. I could have just plugged that in. Okay. And I thought about that. Right. But then I thought, that's 8K of new code. <laughs> And Sean's is sitting there. I'd have to replace right? them both. Right. Because I, if I knew, if I had two of them doing the same that thing, would drive you nuts. that's more bug. Okay. And I came really close to replacing Deflate right. in the PNG because okay. I'm baking the PNGs anyway. So you don't so need I can to be re- PNG. Right. I don't need to be whatever you I want. I can be whatever I want. I can just yeah. use the precondition and run my right. own compressor on it. And I emailed Charles about that. <laughs> anyway, but I'm not going to do that. No. Oh, my God. So, okay. So okay. then. Okay. So, uh. So he goes, yes, there is, but why the fuck? I'm like, all right, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is great. So I download uh, Zlib. Um, just why? Well, I need something to compress it as part of my baking. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So I get that installed, run it, and it works perfectly. All right. Um, which is awesome. All right. Um, and compress it, and I'm like, go in there, and I drop from like 3.2 to 2.9. 
So not that much. Not that much. Not that much. It's about what you'd normally get with sound before I was like compressing the so X2. The, so the question is what – and then, so you, then you I'm compressed like, it with 7-zip and then what was the other thing you compressed it with? Just Rad LZ, our, our, okay. our LZ so compressor. So your LZ compressor, compressor was doing a much better job than vanilla zip for yeah. some reason. And we are better than zip normally. But not that but not much that, but they, Nothing's that much better. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, what's fuck so is going weird on? So something window size or something is, bad, so is wrong. So then I'm looking at all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, I finally find out that my ink file generator generates a couple things. It generates some defines of like, here is the compressed size. Here yeah. is the ADPCM block size. Here's the rate. Here's yeah. the, it makes those as, as enums. All right. So that, you know, the... Encoder, I mean, so that the program can use them. Right, so right, right. So just like, yeah, yeah. hey, it just refers when you say start, yep. you know, Jeff, it looks at Jeff, it does a macro thing that looks for Jeff space rate, which right. is supposed to be a new enumed somewhere okay. as part of the baker. So I'm looking at that carefully and I'm like, I don't see what's wrong here. This is odd. Finally, it takes me uh, uh, a minute or two to find it. I notice, so I. I take the audio. All right. I normalize it. All right. I cut off the zeros that are at the end. Yeah. I then ADPCM it. Yeah. And then I zip it. All right. Wait, but you zip you don't zip all them together. No, I don't pre-zip everything. So like and I, and that can that made me think all larger right. window but like that seems a like larger a mistake, LZ but okay. window but whatever. Because when you're talking about only a 5 megabyte footprint total, my thinking is might as well chain it all together into one big oh, thing. Oh, my, my PNG-er that I'm going to – that right. after this game is done, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to make the PNG-er yeah. that runs all the right. all the prediction, right. puts all of them into a big file, right. compresses them all yeah. together with one LZ. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do definitely yeah. anyway. Because th there's probably 5K to get there with all the character yeah, yeah, yeah. sprites being so, very Well, similar. my assumption too, although I don't really know PNG very intimately as a format – my assumption, too, is that you could write a packer that was aware of that and put similarly colored mm -hmm. sprite art into the same... Like, you could probably reduce the palette sizes a lot There's by also, packing things into, like, pages that were yeah. all similarly colored If or I replaced the, the deflate with something that was aware of the two-dimensional nature of the data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that, like, jump right. packs that were very yeah. similar aligned didn't cost more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you'd stomp it. And that, yeah. That's what I almost did. Okay. Uh, Next it, time. When you, when you celebrate your anniversary. Well, when I do. Let's say. <laughs> uh, and you need to make an application. Another an game, anniversary yeah. application. Yeah. Then you can tackle this problem. I think I'm going to tackle that problem. I've got some things that I'm backed up on that I need to do anyway, but I think I'm going to tackle that problem. You need anyway. to release a like a free library that's like Jeff's pixel artist tools because there's so many pixel art people out there. That's I'm going. To I totally would like do to that. do the pack. Yes, yeah. I'm going to do that for yeah. the the art stuff. Anyway. Yes, that's why I start. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I finally look at it, yeah, and so after so, so I press it, da, 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 yeah. and I realize I look at the stupid definition of unsigned care. Bits equal bracket, and it was using the uncompressed field. It was using the uncompressed length. Oh, so it was the compressed data and all the. It didn't get any smaller, really. It just. Yeah. So the amazing right, thing right, was, right. is because there's, if 
any zeros at all. So that's why you were all. seeing all the zeros. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was literally like I took that yeah. and then like – so now I can go back and see – Zip now buys me – it. I'm – it got me down from 3.2 down to uh, 830. Right. And if you remember, 780 is what a good compressor did. So right. that's so now I'm good. down All to right. it. I'm down to it. All right. So uh, I can now, if I want, go take Zip back out. Um, I probably won't. But because right. that's, I think, buying me maybe 20K. It's not All buying right. me that All much. Right. But anyway, the important thing, the funny thing about this was it was all pointless. So the milky, all, the milky Climax was actually kind of uh, Well, really, no, the really... Milky Climax was just as good, and here's why. Normally I have the Milky Climax, and I just get to the Milky Climax, and I'm like, oh, well, all right. I did. I made the SQ a little smaller. No all one's right. going to care. Okay. But this time, in, in, in the effort of trying to get that Milky right. Climax, it found a legitimate just bug. Right, right, yes. Now, that bug did not turn into anything but a bigger executable. Right. But there's no re- there was no reason okay. for the bug to be there. And right. if I use this stupid INL, I mean the, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. ink maker right. for for however long, it would right. have had that bug because yeah, I would yeah. have never bothered no, to you see wouldn't. it. Yeah. So it was funny that right. being completely pointless yes. did find an actual problem. Okay. Yeah. Which was which now again you could argue that like so hey somebody of, that's right. more enlightened would have found that bug because they would have just questioned why okay. it wasn't getting smaller. Right. But it is at least the a lot of people wouldn't I right. think have looked at the executable size at right, all. Right. 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 So this is kind of like you know I was masturbating and I found a lump. Like it's like yes, it's like exactly. I, you know, it's I was like, jerking I, off yes, and I found I found cancer, and we went to the doctor. He was able to remove he, it. And it was fine. And I stopped and it I, in time. I, this is exactly it. what this right. is. So this is yes. exactly yes. what that process yes. was. I was so it's, it's, now it is the milky climax has <laughs> has saved you. From having to have a testicle amputated or worse, Jeff. That's right. Um, so, I mean, when I started, wanted to talk about this a couple of days ago on the podcast. Okay. I was just going to say, like, this process of doing this pointless stuff. Right, right. Because really working on the game doesn't give me any satisfaction. Eh. It's this stuff. I like, see. that's what feels good to me. Yeah, yeah. Even though no one cares. No one cares. Right. No. But um, that's what I liked. And, and, and the, the, the talking about Sean about this, when... You know, he's like, well, you know, this is what people do. They get bogged down in technical details and don't ever finish the game. I'm like, I don't care if I've, I mean, I, I'm going to finish the game, but I don't care about shipping lots of stuff like in that way. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, so there is that one part of it well, that I just kind of so, enjoy. And, and this is to me, there's so good or bad. I mean, there's a good or bad there. I, I, he was talking about it more in terms of like, dude, you just got to do this so that you're more effective. And I'm like, that's. Effectiveness as defined for what my psychology is. Yeah. Well, which also is you, part of that. You already have. I mean, you are a wealthy individual who runs a successful business. It's not like you're some indie in a garage somewhere who's like, "How am I going to eat next?" Oh month? yeah, that's so. It's like yeah. you have the luxury of focusing. It is totally on true that I have a completely unfair so, thing. Well, no, I wasn't saying unfair. No, no but was, it is. I was saying it, more like. So, in some sense, the advice that Sean is talking about is good advice mm-hmm. for certain people. If the thing is you have to ship this game or you won't be able mm-hmm. to eat next month or you'll have to go back and start doing something. Or if that you, you want to ship do, a lot of games. Or if you want to do whatever. But 
there's value in people who can take the time to do stuff like this in taking the time to do stuff like this, provided that then that code can get used somewhere, right? Like, yeah. if, like if you do put up a thing that's like, hey, here's this cool thing I wrote that like packs all your stuff together and you can use it or whatever, that's like very valuable and no one else is going to take the time to do it and that was good like that's good for everybody in a holistic sense not just because it was satisfying to you so i think there is some value there but what i was going to say is this is again one of those things that interests me from a technological perspective much like we've been talking about kind of running theme in the podcast this season which is that i am very interested in ways in which we can create systems for people like you to help people like me and so on. Like I'm never going to do half of that stuff. Right. And that doesn't mean that I like shipping stuff that is super not optimal. Like I don't Mm. want to like make this whatever it is utility or something that's super unoptimal. I want the really optimal one, but I'm not going to go do all that work to like actually get it going. Right. And one of the problems that we have right now is the ability to like effectively merge those two styles in projects is extremely limited. Like pretty much the only way to have that happen is if you and I directly work together on the project. Like yeah. we do with Bink or something where it's like, okay, I'll go do this thing and get this thing done. And it's like, here is a working version. And then you can go, okay, I see. I'm going to go make it do these swizzles and have this stuff and like work in one buffer or whatever, right? Yeah. Like with the blur stuff, it's like, mm-hmm. here's a working thing. But this is not going to be the final thing. This is just to prove that we can do it. Right. And then, you know, a pass comes along after that to make it better. And then a pass right. after that to make it better and, and so on and so forth, right? And so that works. But it's interesting to think about it at a deeper level and go, are there ways that we can make new languages, new compilers, new IDEs? I don't know what it is, right? right? But that allows us to work separately. Like, I can make stuff and you can make stuff that combines together without our prior collaboration on it because you see that happening in a shit way in stuff like you know like python or something someone writes like a thing that goes and gets a url and returns the html that you know was from it or whatever and then a python programmer comes along and like calls that and that was a very good leveraging of those things because the python programmer was like somebody doesn't really know programming that well maybe and couldn't have written that whole library and the other person was not someone who was going to do whatever this program was going to do so they like came together to solve a problem right but the results in those systems like python and ruby and all those sorts of are these piggy disgusting slow terrible programs right and it would be interesting to know how do we push past that how do we get to the point where we can have the same sort of synergy but the result is a very efficient program that's close to the optimal rather than one that is like so far from optimal that it's like laughable which is kind of where we are now um, and like that kind of interests me because although it sounds like a very difficult problem, I feel like we could make pro- – I feel like there's progress that could be made there, right? Yeah. I think there's if we lots, care about it. I think there's lots of things that could be done to make that stuff nicer. Um, like there's a, there's a lot of examples where in library code like STB libraries or like RAD libraries where you have to make calls that are non-optimal yeah. just because – the way to do it that is optimal is either really awkward or almost impossible with the way the things work or so error prone by most people yes. that it'd be bad. So yes. there's certainly things like, yeah. oh, hey, you know, in 
when you go to write the pixels out, yes. if you could supply, like, here's the Lambda that takes RGB, right, right, right. Yeah. you don't want to have a callback in every right, right, pixel. Right. That's ridiculous. Yes. But, like, here's the code that runs with right. that in, in you know, and you do that now with some horrible macro that you couldn't debug and right. also doesn't allow you to ship in binary. Yeah, like, yeah. it has all these other problems. So yeah. certainly there's things that do it. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, at least for me, in terms of, like, when these things are when you're faced with something like this is just tools that let you even know what's going on. <laughs> like right now I had this big executable right, right, right. and I'm like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Where yeah. are all those zeros? Yeah. And then you're like, well, let's see. I did a dump in that told me the, Which, the uh, but I include arcane, all the right? stupid OBJs yeah, yeah. in one. I mean, the inks in all one file. So that doesn't tell me anything. They're super arcane. And like one of the things I remember Carmack posted about a long, long time ago was like, I want to make a tool that like visualizes map files, so I just know where the fuck everything is when I compile yeah. something. Because like it's true that right now you build an executable and you have no idea. Like the general process is you see the results, but you have no idea yeah. how the executable is laid out, where the stuff went in it. Any of that stuff is yeah. totally opaque to you. Yeah. You don't know even – you may have an idea of what parts of your code are taking up the size of your executable, but you really don't know. Yeah. And one of the interesting well, things about that is that's a trivially solvable problem. It's just not things that tools focus on. So in the Microsoft Visual Studio IDE or something, there isn't just this window yeah. that's showing you a parallel with your code. Here's how big – where in the map it went and how big it was and did it spread well, out to multiple just places. Even like, or, you know, here is a symbol. Yeah. What's its memory range? It's yeah, yeah, a small yeah. thing, right. but It'll like get loaded here, and here's what you know. Blah blah blah. They're all stupid. They're and they're yeah. stupid stuff. And there's some little hacky utilities to do some of this, but like either a they're working off map files, which change. I mean, like yeah, we have map file parsers and telemetry, yeah. and it's a nightmare. They need to be integrated into the compiler. It has to be like a thing yeah. that's known. Like it's it's part of the tool. Well, chain. I mean, just I mean, here's a small thing. Go into anybody's code, sneak it in there. Yeah. Just type static care Jeff. 90 megabytes. Right, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That will not change the size of the executor. Right. But it, you've now added 90 right, megabytes right. to the... And they will never know. They will... I guarantee yeah. you, they won't know. No. Like, and, it, and it's... Yep. Like, that is a problem with yes. our tools. And it should be immediate. That should have been should, immediately right, obvious. Like, right. the ne the instant that compiled, there should be this big old blob. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck is that? And right. you click on it I mean, and, go, and you oh. have to do some things like, yeah. you might have to put a volatile on it to, like, also yeah. convince the compiler that, like, yeah. don't dead, dead uh, right. data. Right, dead code eliminate it. Yeah. Um, uh, but even dead code... A lot of times you're like surprised when you actually go through and do that. And figuring that out post, like Charles has been doing that with Oodle, is like unwinding it so that like you can predefine like I'm going to be using this for codex. And once I do, then I can use Oodle normally. Okay. Um, uh, and then if you don't do those, they don't get linked in. Okay. Finding that, especially in C++, okay. the oh, winding well, yeah. is like, well, that, oh, referred to that. And then that thing took the address of this function, right. which has a branch on type that calls right, this. Right, right. And you're like, oh, there's no way to see because they don't have any. And again, that's another thing that it would be super nice if the compiler just wrote out dot, you know, uh, dot files that you could just dump into. Yeah. Because you know, we have the what, – what's that visualizer, uh, the one that I always use, the one that draws the – Graphs, the zeros, oh, the GraphViz uh, thing. Is it GraphViz? GraphViz. I think it's, it's like an AT and T product or something. Well, it's something. it's free. You yeah. can just download it. Oh, uh, it's free, but it was like AT and T. Oh, okay. I don't remember. No, anyway, you just feed it a dot file. I know what you're talking. A dot about. file, and you're like, and it is. They did the nice thing of like, 
it tries to do something with your files almost right, no matter right, what. Yeah, yeah. So if you say Jeff, Arrow, Casey, Casey, Arrow, Bob, you'll get three circles. Yeah, yeah. And then with an arrow yeah. pointing, like very simple. Yeah. So the compiler could very easily just write at the time, this symbol, it's it's the the it was owner was this yes. just big dot there to there and it's you it you don't have to the cool thing about the the graph viz is you don't have to pre-sort those into like a nice array of well this refers to this like you just dump it out and it'll text, figure it out yeah. and it sorts it all yeah. out and builds the graph for yeah. you so if you could write out a dump file from every i mean a dot file from every link and see that i bet everyone would be surprised that's kind of cool but it's again it's not quite as useful because i really want an explorer like i hate to use the term because microsoft always puts it on something that actually doesn't really let you explore anything <laughs> but i really want a real thing like that where it's like here is the actual physical layout of the thing, and I can like inspect, you know, go in and drill down and go, okay, what's in there? What's in here? Yeah. Okay, now hop me out to the people that refers to, show it to me as the graph, show it to me as a block diagram, you know. Yeah, that'd be cool. Also, I want like, I, I want to look at it by file. Thing. Yeah, I want like, to see everything. Every This is the code, yeah. this is the data, this is the yeah. Alex. Well, All I right. think we have com concluded your milky climax yep. here. We're running out of time on this, this episode of the Jeff and Casey right. show. Yes. If you have a milky climax that you have recently experienced where you just coded all over the place and it was great, it felt and then, fabulous. And then you found a lump. And you, you found you the find lump something when else. you have found the lump. Well, even if you yeah. haven't, if you just had a nice milky code climax that you would like to talk about, or rather to have us talk about, you can email us at podcast, podcast. at com. Mm -hmm. And uh, we will try to address it on a future episode. That's right. If That's we right. can. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks.